Hey lovelies, welcome to episode number 34 of the journey of self-love through self-care. I'm super excited. I've got my friend who I've met fairly recently, Mr. Paul Keith Makinson. Hey. <laughs> and Paul and me met at uh, an event called Future Proof, which was a lead sort of way. And actually we met because I was having a bit of a meltdown trying to work out how to use a sound system with my microphone. <laughs> and I was like, the sound guy is upstairs, he will help you. And he was the most helpful person ever because normally with stuff like this, people can sometimes be a little bit off. And um, we got my cool little system to work, which I was really buzzing about. And then afterwards I got to experience your curtain. I think I'm saying it, curtain. Curtain, curtain. Yeah. So everyone was like, oh, that's Kurtan Paul. So I was like, oh, okay, he's a geezer. <laughs> and I got to sort of sit upstairs and everyone was singing and there was like the little ones were running around, everyone was playing instruments and it was just a really heartfelt sort of experience. So the reason I've asked Paul to come on today is just to find out a little bit more about who he is, what he's been up to and sort of like who you were maybe before this sort of journey or has it always been part of part of your life so if you want to sort of maybe introduce yourself and sort of say what you're up to at the moment and we can sort of maybe unravel a bit as we go on yeah yeah i'm i'm paul um i do the cacao ceremonies i do um kirtan or kirtan or mantra um And I'm a family man. I'm a husband. I've got a little. I've got my beautiful wife, Kaylee. I've got me, my little daughter, Ellie, who's just past. She's just a bit over two now. Um, and then, like in August, back end of August, we're gonna have a little, a little Jimmy running about. Well, won't be running. A, <laughs> won't be running about yet. But um, yeah, we're gonna have a little Jimmy, which I'm dead looking forward to. Got me got me complete set then and that's it no more um, <laughs> i've got my dog my dog finn as well can't can't believe him finn out um but yeah no i'm i'm, I'm pretty new to all this sort of stuff to be honest so um, how long have you sort of been on this sort of like doing the curtains and the mantras and the cacao ceremonies like how long has that sort of been because it's all brand spanking new to me like brand spanking new yeah uh last august Wow. Is when it, when it, I, so I did, I, I did my first cacao, I went to my first cacao ceremony um, last April. So just over a year ago. Um, that were in Halifax, uh, Sowerby Bridge at Centre Community. And uh, <laughs> uh, I was just, I was just trying to sort my shit out, you know. Not doing right well, like really suffering with depression. Um, like I'd had my daughter, um, and we just trying to change everything from you know from being a pisshead and uh, being on on drugs and yeah, just. But I think I'd stopped drinking by that point. Um, but I suppose deep down, I still wanted to get high. And I'd seen this, you know, I'd sort of like new to plant medicines and I, I thought it were a, I thought it were a fucking uh, cocaine ceremony. Not like racking up lines, but I thought it were like with a coca leaf and like being spiritual about it. And 
you know, I've done plenty of coke in my time and I thought, oh, this would be a good way to like, you know, yeah, put me trust in somebody who's going to hold, hold a ceremony and somehow I'll, I'll get better. And then I looked at it and it was like, cacao, let's Google cacao, what's that? And it was like, this Kelly, this is fucking chocolate. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what have I done? I've wasted 40 quid. Like, anyways, well, I looked into it and then I started reading the backstory of cacao and oh, it's it's really spiritual. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go to this. And I, I went and I were absolutely just were absolutely shitting me. And I just like the, the level of anxiety that I had going into that ceremony was just You know, if it had cranked up anymore, it'd have been like, I can't do this, I'm going home. But I was pretty determined to go and I went in. And just... Just from, yeah, just all, all the all the way through, just the whole experience, it was just, you know... I, I ended up, I had that much, like, pent-up, repressed emotions and anger and... Also, like, um, I, I had like, this, like, negative attachment, this entity from all the drugs, all the drinking, and not just from mine, but it turned out that it was from my dad's side as well, because uh, my dad's his dad's pretty much alcoholic. Or his dad died of drinking, his brother died of drinking, so everybody's had this, like, addictive side. Um you know, with with alcohol and with me, like more rolled into drugs as well. Um, but yeah, this attachment, and I ended up in like everybody else's, you know, laid down having this meditation, and I ended up waking myself into this breathing and just fucking screaming, just just screaming. And then uh, Paulina, like the healer, I don't have you met Paulina? Not yet. Oh mate, she's phenomenal. Um, yeah, she came over and like helped me remove this entity, and then I just cuddled up in a ball. And did you even know what entity was back then? Because if I was going to, so I mean, like, I wouldn't have a fucking clue. Like, <laughs> no, but um, I'm pretty sure that I'd seen it on uh, on on psychedelics. I'd seen it in this in like a on on we're on DMT. Like a, I think on the Thursday before that. I'd done DMT and it, it, and I ended up screaming and throwing up on that. And I'd seen this thing, um, and I, and I ended up like screaming, "Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out!" And not not really knowing what it was, not knowing what was going on, just you know, sort of blindly, as a lot of people do, they blindly throw themselves into psychedelics and not really knowing much about, <laughs> not having a fucking clue what you're opening yourself up to, which. Got to be careful. Um, yeah, I've learned a few lessons on my way. Yeah, aren't we all? <laughs> um, people underestimate how powerful they are. But yeah, and, the, and then this, and then Paulina's like, even at the time, I didn't know what was going on with the screaming, and it was just this big emotional release from, um, you know, as when we're kids and stuff like that. Like I, I was told you know just shut up shut up crying when i were a kid you know go to your room and you know we don't want to hear it even now my mum can't handle me if i if i get emotional my mum don't know what to do she gave me some pictures of my grandparents and she said open those when you get home like 
Because I'd just break down crying. But um, yeah, it went afterwards. Paulina told me, like, yeah, she she's like, Meg, she's so clued in. And she, I, I collared her and I was like, what happened? And she was like, let me think, let me just feel back into it. And she told me, she was like, she without even knowing me, without even speaking to me before, she said, um, it was this generational demon. It was a really powerful demonic entity. And she was like, have you stopped stopped drinking or anything like that? And I was like, yeah, yeah, stop drinking. She was like, well, that's called, that's the shift. And she like, she was like, it's come from one of your parents' side. And I was like, it's, it's got to be my dad's. And then she gave me this mantra. She like worked with me and figured out this mantra to keep reciting afterwards. So like um, dead powerful sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, after that cacao ceremony, um, yeah, just nothing were ever the same. Even even we had Kaylee's little little brother living with us at time, and he as I what when I what got in, he were like, "Why do you look so different?" Yeah, and just and just yeah, everything just sort of changed. I, I were having talking therapy at that time because in like last after last Christmas, and not last. Not the Christmas just gone, but the Christmas before. So the Christmas before the first cacao ceremony, but my first Christmas after I'd had Ellie, I'd sort of stopped drinking before that. And then it was like, oh, it's Christmas. I'm not going to, I'm not going to battle through Christmas without having a drink. And just, I didn't really understand that I could not have a drink and be happy about it. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to drink through Christmas. And I drunk for like, four or five days straight through Christmas, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a good excuse to to get up and straight wake and bake, but we booze sort of thing. Um, and then that just sent me on this, I just got like mega suicidal after that. And I, uh, I looked for some counseling and I got this amazing talking therapy, like it lasted for about four or five months. And it would just like the one of the alongside like the cacao ceremonies and stuff, it was just the best medicine that I'd ever had. Like this woman just let me talk. But when I was telling her about the cacao ceremonies, she would just, you know, like fucking mind blown. But you know, all those sort of things in conjunction, like the, so the cacao ceremonies and the counseling, uh, some the psychedelics just helped me like have all these big, big shifts. Uh, so I went to my first cacao ceremony, then the second cacao ceremony, we're like, right, Kaylee's got to come. Kaylee's got to experience this. She's, I'm not leaving her behind on this, you know what I mean? Because I think some people have this, especially in couples, one person can start doing a load of stuff and then leave the other person behind, and then there's this big gap that's then to be bridged. But um, yeah, brought Kaylee with me to the second one, proposed to her afterwards, Just it, it was just this really special like intimate connection um and then did another cacao ceremony all with all with liam brown um and then he brought out the cacao ceremony like training course um which were just massive just going away to this this 
eye, proper eye vibrational environment up in Lake District. No phone. The phone were rarely looked at. We were outside. We were camping in this beautiful, beautiful area. Um, the food were all vegan. They were all cooked for us. You didn't have to worry about washing up. You didn't have to worry about any, like, normal day-to-day things. You know, we were doing meditations. We were doing cold water therapy. We were doing kirtan. We were doing cacao ceremonies. We were learning lots of stuff. Um and that's that's oh yeah because that was the point where I stopped smoking weed because um, weed were always like a big thing weed were always it was there all the way through like when I stopped drinking when I stopped my antidepressants when I stopped uh, taking cat um, I'd always like really had this really strong almost like a bond with weed. Um, but I'd always sort of said, like, oh, you know, it's the, it's a plant medicine. It's helpful. It's not it's not like tobacco that's got no, which I was very wrong about that. Because um, it wasn't the weed as such. It was like it was the, the addictive side of me that and that opens doors for, like, all this dark shit to come in. Um, but, when, yeah, that, that was the... When did you start sort of drinking and smoking and stuff? 14. So quite young. Yeah. And what yeah. sort of made you decide that you wanted to sort of stop drinking and start making that shift? I always sort of knew. I remember saying to to one of my mates once, like, you know, I I don't want to be doing this forever. You know, drinking and taking drugs and fucking smoking crack and just, you know, just uh, being a bit being a bit of a scoundrel, you know. And I just, a lot of my mates have carried on doing it all their lives. Um, and I just I just knew that I didn't want to be doing it all my life. And then when I had my daughter, it was like, yeah, fuck this. You know, things have got to, it won't, it won't straight away, you know what I mean? But I'll tell you what, one of the things what got me were when, so I used to like drinking Stella. I'd like, that when we like go to drink and when it when we had my daughter the thing what got her crawling were cans of Stella like putting it down in front of her and obviously because I've got it in my hand so much it's such it's, it's you know it's she's already seeing it as this prized possession as this thing that's it's more important than you know sometimes it were more important than her it were more important than I had me four or eight whatever fucking yeah cans and sometimes spending that time you know nurturing her and they 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 see it they pick up on it even at an age when you you think that they don't but it would it would obviously so clear to her that this thing this can in my hand was so fucking important that that's what got her crawling you know, and it's just, they were definitely just, my dad were, a, my dad were a really big drinker and he caused lots of problems. Um, His, his drinking caused lots of problems. Uh, 
and this, I suppose there's been a lot of, you know, in adult life and especially having a kid, now that I've got a kid, it was like, well, why, why did, why, why were it more important for him? You know, why didn't he sort his shit out? But, well, I feel, because I questioned a lot of my dad the same, but they didn't have the internet, they didn't have the connections, um, they didn't have that community and they didn't talk about their feelings. Like everything, no. everything was sort of swept away and like men sort of had lost their place in society a lot as well. If you look back into like the history of it, it's sort of like they didn't have that place, whereas men now are sort of stepping into that divine masculine, divine feminine, and it's like, right, it's time for me to own my shit and clear everyone else's bullshit as well and step into my power. So the fact that you've done that is, you know, my dad didn't have the power to do that for me and my brother growing up. And he's sort of dealing with the consequences of it all kind of now. And I'm still working through that, you know, that anger and, and things. But I'm yeah. also really lucky that I've got him as a friend now, but it still triggers the fuck out of me. But it's it's all part of the process. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, you know, they just didn't have the tools the things that, you know, like if you'd have said to a man back then, and even my dad said, if you told him to do breath work and things like that, he'd have laughed in your face. It wasn't a, a thing yeah. to do because a man needs to be a man. And, a, and, you know, a woman's job was doing this and you know, things like that. So I hope that sort of. Yeah. It was a, and, they, and they'd come from a, they'd come from a, you know, just not, not far from war as well. I can't imagine how fucked up that must have been to have had your parents sort of being in these, ex yeah, exactly in these like post-war sort of situations, and it was it was just that that thing that were bred into them, wasn't it? That were just like, don't matter, don't matter how fucking miserable you are, you go out and you earn your fucking bread. That was you it. Come back, like my dad were a he, he fucking oh like the the torture that he's he's put himself through to to he were a truck driver so I, you know like the torture that they put themselves through to sit on their own to not see your families for sometimes i'm sure it were months you know maybe you know maybe a month or whatever or, and then just coming home for a weekend and then you're gone again like the amount that he fucking missed out on to um just to bring money on which you know, but that was that that was the thing then, wasn't it? It were um it's fucking madness, but you know, without it, without all of my dad's learning curves and stuff like that, I won't I won't be doing what I'm doing. I won't be uh you know, I I won't things would be a lot fucking different. So, you know, and I I'm lucky that I've Got into a lot of got into all this spirituality stuff, not necessarily for all the, the spiritual side of it, but you know, for being able to change my perception and try and look back on things with thankfulness and forgiveness, as opposed to just you know sitting in that anger and that you know that bastard didn't love me, you know, sort of thing. When you know, really, he did he just didn't didn't know how to show it, and like you say, he didn't have the the internet and they didn't have the counselling and. All, all that sort of, yeah, the old sort of thing. What, um, so you said as well, like there was like, to move away from things like crack as well, like to have that kind of strength to, to move away from that is powerful to, 
to do that do you find it still sometimes like you're still sort of battling with things with it or do you feel like you've like yeah yeah like yeah I've had it I've, yeah I've had it <laughs> I still want to get high mm. you know and it's still like still these past couple of days I think like I was saying before we sort of jumped on um I've had it in my head like like ketamine were a big I I, I never really like liked crack that much it, it's not a very good high I saw the negative impact that it has on people like I've never seen people throw fucking money away as quickly in a night as what they do on crack like and it's not even a good buzz you know what I mean it's like it all just feels sketchy and fucking dirty and wrong like the energy behind it's bad so but I could could have easily gone down a you know a more of a a darker road with the crack but like the I really liked ketamine <laughs> it would just I, I could I could yeah do ketamine fucking all day every day I actually only like properly tried it in the lockdown funny enough and I was yeah. like oh okay like tried a bit of weed a bit of care and I did some meditation on it and I had this phenomenal experience and then started playing with it a little bit more and then had some fucked up trips ended up getting hooked on diazepam to sleep at night because I was still reliving this trip and I was like Kate is not for me at the moment <laughs> but growing up like the drugs that I was sort of into were like more like coke and then once I found MD and pills sort of moved on to that and then took a break from it but unfortunately well, unfortunately but I met someone that was really anti-drugs and stuff so I was with him for like six years and slowly sort of that sort of kept me away from it but yeah in the lockdown I sort of started playing with certain things and had some had some crazy times good times and some some messy times <laughs> How, how did you find it being with some, but like how were the guy who were anti drugs like? So my journey, I guess, like before, I had a breakdown when I was twenty two. Like I was like heavily depressed and had eating disorder, and my, I was always obsessed with how much did I weigh on the scales and like what was going on, and had this huge breakdown because I was like, I didn't want to live like this forever. For what if I'm what if I'm fifty or sixty still obsessing with laxatives and speed and diuretics? Had this huge, huge breakdown and um, sort of started my life again and really got more into the fitness. But what I realise now is I've moved a, a food addiction to a exercise heavy addiction. <laughs> it, like, it was like a replacement. And then the more I sort of started training and really getting into it, like I could, I could go out on the pierce and get up the next day, do a line of gear and teach a spin class, like just be like buzzing off my nut and just sort of crack on with it. Yeah. And then sort of met him and he wasn't very sociable, but I absolutely like adored him at the time. And he just sort of like, we just became each other's world, I guess. Yeah. And then like just where he didn't drink or do anything. And I just started working more, I was working seven days a week, like 60, 70 hours a week. So that was my new, got to buy a house, got to figure this out. Like my parents didn't own properties. Like I'm on my own, I've got to do this. Got to, so it's sort of like this, this warrior came out in me. Yeah. And yeah, for six years, I sort of, we just sort of merged. And then when the marriage broke down and everything, I was like, I didn't know how to really, till the lockdown, I guess I didn't really know how to socialize or anything properly with things. So I've been learning how to like be around people again. I'm great in front of classes. I can give this big energy, but when it actually came to like being out in public, like I don't know what to say. Don't know. All I knew was how to work. Like really, that was it. So it's been like this whole integration. Like even when I first came to Jake's thing and 
turning up and everyone's drinking cacao and I'm like what is the deal with cacao like everyone seems to really <laughs> like it and yeah. I, was, I didn't really cry for like five years so I'd been like emotionally blocked so I, can, I really resonated with like and then to have these emotional releases like terrified me at first but then slowly it's been like this process but it was it was an easier shift for me because it was the alcohol and and the drugs I guess growing up I could I it never really governed me too much to dipping out I was more obsessed about my weight my weight and how much I weighed. I like taking the drugs because I could rave and lose half a stone in a night because I'd be dancing for like how many hours? So I was like, oh yeah, get on the gear, like do that. So for me, that was what would call me into it. And then in the end, alcohol became a hindrance because it's calorific. So I was like, oh, it's easy to not drink because actually calories. And then I learned a lot from the partner that I was with because he sort of taught me about like all the chemicals in things. So I was very aware of things um, from about 26, I guess onwards with him so I sort of had that head start with it yeah I was heavily still addicted to like um anxiety medication depression medication I was always taking headache tablets always had blocked sinuses so I was always using like the sinus sprays like constantly so it's been only since going through all of this the last couple of years that I don't need a painkiller don't need um, antidepressants don't need anxiety medication so it's been like this whole I just need breath yeah. work I might need a cacao to ground me like rather than like eating loads of food to soothe myself so it's, it's sort of been a whole integration process but i've been i've been really lucky that i've had amazing people sort of coming in to sort of assist and i ask for help now like when i'm feeling like say if you're, you're struggling or i talk to someone i'll be like oh are you feeling fucked up today and you're like yeah and i'm like oh it's not just me like what do you think is <laughs> going on and it's like so you co-regulate with someone because yeah. The thing is, sometimes when we're with a partner as well, is they can't do it all for us as well. So it's sort of knowing like who to go to and like who's and someone someone I'll just be thinking of and they'll pop up and I'm I'm going to be a burden if I say how I feel. But I'm like like yesterday I was having a hard day and my friend messaged me. She said, "Oh, how are you?" And I said, "Actually, to be honest, I'm I'm not good. I'm just going." And she's like, "Do you want to talk?" And I was like, "It's all right, babe. You go have lunch. Like you're." And then she phoned me and then we just had this chat for an hour and I was just like, you've totally co-regulated me and it's exactly what I needed. So thank you. Yeah. And she's like, I've always got you. And it's it, it, even yesterday it reminded me that it's okay to sort of say how you're feeling and, and be vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And there's a lot more people like, like you say, like people, um, people going through all that same sort of stuff. Like it's amazing when you just speak to people and like my like I've been mega tired, mega drained this week. Just just you know, I've not done any of my practices. Um and Kaylee's been like really drained. It's new moon though, because new moon energy like depletes from the sky. So this is when we're meant to be resting more. Like this is like right. it's been that new moon and we're in if we was in alignment with it, we'd be like, right, fuck this, like let's all chill out, let's have a longer lay-in. Let's go for nice walks. Let's eat some proper nutritious food. I've been doing. So you're in the light. You're, you're doing what your body needs. You're listening to your body rather than thinking, why am I so tired? This is inconvenient. Yeah. Actually, no, the, uh, the seasons are speaking. The, the universe is speaking. It's like, oh, fucking hell, I'm meant to be chilling out. Right. Well, good, because I've fucking listened. I've just been like, oh, can't. <laughs> I just, just uh, you know, almost feeling a little bit bad about just fucking just taking a step back and just being like, oh. But we did, um, fucking hell, Saturday, we did a cacao ceremony. 
me and Kayla, it were a six-hour cacao ceremony, but we had this other, these other people working with us doing um, breath work. This guy called James Dearden Bush and his, his Mrs. Ola. Wow. Just like, I've never, I've been to like a lot of Liam stuff. I've been to like the Illuminate stuff and but a lot, I've been to a fair few things now, but that I was just like, what the fuck? Like Kayla said, she looked at me at one point when me and Kayla were like, you know, doing the healing work on people and when they were doing the breath work and it was just like wow this is i've never never been to anything like this you know like holding space for it it were um that's a lot of energy as well you've absorbed yeah yeah and used and yeah so i've just been thinking like yeah actually that's taken up quite a lot of energy so i'm just sort of recharging from that as well um yeah it were Fucking... what um what was Kaylee like like because you said I loved that you said like you wanted to bring her with you on this sort of journey because I hear that a lot like a lot of people start doing this journey and you have to leave that person behind and if it's meant to realign and did this so what was Kaylee like like was she into any sort of practices beforehand or was she um no not really we've we've sort of like we've grown organically together um so beautiful to hear. Like what, what sort of like what I what I said to you about um when I asked you how it was having a partner that were really anti-drugs. So Kaylee, when we got together, she'd not really done any drugs. Well she she'd not and and because she she'd seen her uh people around her when she were younger, she'd seen a mum fucking getting off her head and all sorts of shit and Kaylee just never she always had she maybe she always had something back of her head that she but she just never did she had a drink and stuff you know what I mean so but when we got together <laughs> and they're like I tried so hard to put her off me when we got together I was like what are you trying to why are you doing me what oh, I'm, no, I'm no good for you and all this and over and I'd be rolling out garden fucking ketted out of my head throwing up and she's like yeah, he's the one for me. I love him. <laughs> like, fucking man. She um, her higher self knew. You are. She knew. She knew. Yeah, she did. She did. We both did. It were um Yeah. But yeah, she 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 never so she never like she she would never get on the drugs or anything like that. Um but then the 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 best bit was she would never ever tell me what I could or couldn't do. She just allowed things like now, if I went and fucking got but came home with some cans and a bag of cat and a big joint in my mouth, she'd be like, What the fuck are you doing, Paul? This is wrong, <laughs> you know, because I've, I've been through it all and I've learned my lessons. Um, but she she never put any stipulations on anything like if if you sniff that, then this is going to happen. Or, you know, she just let let me figure my own shit out without any pressure. Which is what were really, really important for us. Um, but as you know, as we sort of moved away from the old uh, our old environments and uh, 
uh, the old situations and people and drugs and, and drink. Um, I, I started jumping more into like the, the practices of the meditation and the yoga, like more, a bit more strictly. And like, I've, I've jumped into veganism, like a lot more strictly because it helps me with the, my depression and, uh, uh, the, the addiction side of it. Uh, Kaylee's sort of able to like flit in and out, but she's yet to, um, She, she's Kaylee's a lot more powerful than what she's yet to sort of really fully comprehend. Um, and she's, she's sort of shut herself down a bit at the moment because when she does, she used to meditate and she'd be basically, she'd be tripping when she was meditating. Like um, if she did used to smoke a bit of weed with me, if she'd, she'd have a drag on a joint and that a bit, boom, third eyes blasted open and she could. My friend's like this and her whole body's moving and she's just in some other mad realms and she's just, it's, it's um, surrendering and not being, sometimes she's like, I don't know what it is, but it's bigger than me. Yeah, she's been, she's definitely been freaked by it. Like we've, yeah. we've both done, she's, she's, uh, one, she has tried psychedelics with me. She's tried, she tried uh, DMT with me. Uh, And that uh, that just like we're, we're like polar opposites, you know what I mean? Like like I I have to take like quite a lot because um, I'm like really fucking grounded. She's but, so open. Yeah, she only has to take a little bit, and sometimes it's, it's real. Like she's had with mushrooms. I think she's done mushrooms with me a couple of times, and like once it were like boom, fucking sitting there and she were like enlightened you know what i mean not that she were enlightened but she, the experience were of a you know proper bliss at one with the universe and then the next time uh it fucking freaked her it scared shit out of her it was just like the walls would do everything were disappearing and um but yeah and that and that's where we've I wouldn't say she's done it to like understand me or to keep up with me or anything like that. It's just been a sort of natural thing. But mm -hmm. then I think we are, we having Ellie and having the focus on Ellie as daughter, and then now she's pregnant with with Jimmy. It's been like she's that. That's where her focus and attention goes. You know, there's got. Is just these fucking full on having kids, and it is. It... I respect you a lot for doing all this work whilst having kids. I'm like fucking hell. When I was going through this awakening process, and I was thinking, thank fuck, it's just me. Oh. Like I don't even know. Like I have so much respect, even now for my mum. Like the relationship totally changed. Like with my mum, and just like, how did you do this with dad behaving like that? two young kids oh. and just trying to keep like a job, a roof over your head and all that. I'm like, and I used to fucking hate my mum and be like this absolute asshole. And now I'm just like, oh my God, like I don't, and now it's just having that, that realization of they was doing the best that they could. And, but how she kept it together doing like, but doing this kind of work and stuff as well is just mind blowing. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know how my mum did it. <laughs> fucking working, working like, 
full time. I was that, that fucking. I don't remember the house ever being apart from the fucking mess that I, I made. Always tidy. Yeah. It was, and I'm like, there's one of me, and I get really upset. Like yesterday when I was cleaning, I was like, having a home is a full time job. <laughs> having a home is a full time job, and I look around, and I'm like, you've just made another whole mess go off. But it. And I said to mum, how did you do it? She went, you just, you just go on autopilot and that's it. That's why as well, they find it hard to, they used to find it hard to see our emotions like now because they didn't have a chance to express their emotions. Yeah. So that when they see ours, it's uncomfortable because they're not, they've not been able to maybe express theirs as well. But I was just like, yeah. how did you keep your shit together, woman? Like, <laughs> You're like we've got a lot of um, similarities, haven't we? Mm. You're thinking like the yeah, but yeah. It's been um, but my mum was the same as as Kaylee. Like she'd never done like, a drug in her life, and then my dad was on that side of things. So it was this, and still trying to deal with like not wanting to be part of that, and then bring up the kids, and then like dad not coming home and things like that as well. Like going through all of that as well, all the way up fifteen years, she stuck that out of my dad, yeah. and then she was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. But I respect her for finally like standing her ground. Yeah, definitely. You got to do what's fucking right for you at the end of the day, aren't you? But it's cool, like the fact that you guys have you sort of come into this space to sort of see each other growing in your own little dance. Yeah, we do, and she she gives. We try, we, you know, we try and see it when. We try and give each other the opportunities because it's not, a, you know, it's not like either of us have ever fucking done that thing that where we just fuck off and leave other one in shit. Yeah. You know, like I've not, well, all time while I've been with Kaylee, I've never just like, right, phone's off, I'm going out on a bender. She's, she's you know, and it's just never had to. That's uh, cool. And, and and vice versa. We you know we've had we've had tough times. We've had fucking scary times and stuff like that. And you know maybe times when we thought, ah, oh, fucking hell, this isn't going right. Well, yeah, but we've uh, we've yeah we've managed to sort of shit out. I think you know being on this sort of getting off the booze and just getting a bit more open about things. Um, just trying to trying to talk when things and that don't that don't always go well. Like trying to talk, some I've tried to talk about things sometimes, and it's been like, well, I'm 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 this is I'm talking about things now, and that's supposed to make things all right. But then it, you know you've obviously then got to be able to work through the shit what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I think the first step is almost. I remember when I started going through my therapy and it was almost like they opened Pandora's box and then I couldn't keep, I'm not doing that. And I like all of a sudden this child was coming out and not wanting to do this and telling this person to fuck off and <laughs> telling like, I'm not happy about this. And I remember once I was working at this gym and this guy was like, you can't talk to me like that. And in my therapy, my therapist's like, you know, make sure you express your feeling. I was like, yes, I can. He was like, I'm your fucking general manager. You cannot talk to me like that. Like this, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. There's a time and a place. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's like they've opened the lid and knowing, and then it's learning to communicate with like that grace, that ease. Am I reacting? Am I responding? But the reaction and the responding bits only come to me the last year. 
And even the conversations I'm having now, it's still like, it's painful. I'm like, I've got to say how I feel. But am I projecting something onto someone? Do I need to journal about this? Like, fuck, like, it's this whole process now of like, of learning how to use our words. And a lot of the times is we don't know what the feeling is. Yeah. You can Google, I don't know if you've seen it, the feeling will. And yeah, yeah, that's been a real big help for me because I think I'm angry and actually look on that wheel. No, you're actually frustrated. And then, you know, where has this come from? And, you know, what can I do about it right now? Can I breathe it? First thing that I've been taught is to breathe it out your body. And then once you've took that emotion, you've breathed it out and you've moved whatever it was. Right now I've got some clarity. How can I say this with a calm approach? Do I need to speak it? Do I need to write it down first and sort of... And re- we're just reparenting ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I I've noticed lately that I knew, I did that that same wheel. I did it in my counselling. She sent me that through, and I had to sit through and sort of think like, you know, what's what's behind the anger, like, rather than it just being that blanket emotion, like having to actually work it out, and it's. Mm, but I found more now. I've noticed that it's, it's it's just that voice in your head that's causing all the problems. They say the um the mind is a great servant but a terrible master. Yeah, yeah, and that's I've never been as present now with like how much, how many problems it causes, and then when I can catch it, and it's like. Is it the mind causing the problem or is that actually a problem? And then you stop and you look around and it's like, no, (laughs) everything's fucking all right. I'm in a story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my mind's mind's on this fucking narrative and it's making up all these problems. It's, it's, yeah, it's telling this story in my head and then that's setting off all these feelings through my body. But if we just stop, Tell it to shut the fuck up for a minute and just, just, it's that presence in it. Just, just try and get into that state of presence and just look around and see what's actually going on. Is there a problem right now? Mm. Like, and 99% of the time it's like, well, no, it's, there's, there's not a problem. That, that's, yeah, so it's something I'm sort of figuring out at the moment. Obviously, to keep that full state of presence, that state of mind all the time is, uh, yeah, and we're we're very new to this journey, so we have to be yeah. kind and compassionate and patient because mm. as humans, we want it all sorted right now because we might have had that big moment in a ceremony or like these big things. It's like, well, why is it not? And that's why, like for me, even when it's tough, I'm like, right, as long as I at least meditate, yeah. can I do that? And I might have to just lay in bed and just listen to something and then I'm like, right, that, if that's all I do for today, that's a win. That's that's it. And it's appreciating that that's enough sometimes. Sometimes just not moving all day is enough. Have I eaten? Like, have I got at least a little bit of sleep? That is enough. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, well, I, like, I like to listen to Ramdas. And like you say, you have those little moments of just realisation and like maybe it'll be like a little bit of a talk or a bit of a podcast something like that and it's like oh yeah it all makes sense i've got it but then like 
the people that were listening to like fucking Ramdas were like doing serious practices, like nine hours meditation a day sometimes. Yeah, they've built that stuff up, you know? Yeah. We were also, they were, they were also in, they, they were living in an area where that's like what they did. Yeah. That's, and, and, you know, like we're trying to do it from this just a completely different place. So you went to your cacao ceremony. Was you, because mm. obviously I've sort of seen you doing your singing and stuff as well. Like, was you singing and stuff before you sort of did the cacao and bits and pieces? Or was this like new with the instruments or like was you into music? Um, yeah, like uh, I think 18, when I was 18, like there was just this massive influx of music. There were Arctic Monkeys, Libertines. Um, Oasis was still out. I think Kings of Leon had just started. We like some like their first album were just just fucking phenomenal. Strokes like their first album had just come out, and it were like yeah, gotta learn guitar. Um, Ocean Colors scene they'd been out for ages anyway, but fucking awesome band. Um, yeah, there were just loads and loads of good music out, and the I'd found this circle of people, this circle of lads who were like. A few of them played guitar um, and they used to like hang out a couple of times a week and we all drink and get stoned every, every Wednesday night and they called it lads nights. So they were like, no, lasses allowed. And it were all lads that just get together and just a midweek blowout um, and not playing guitar. And then, so yeah, I got my first like Argos guitar just from like 100 quid from Argos, it was just, you know, it's one of them trial by fires where strings are like really hurt your fingers to play. Um, but then just hammered that. I, I used to be a truck mechanic back then or an HGV mechanic. That's what I did when I left school. And I, I wasn't really keen on it. And I always had this dream of like being a rock star. And I just fell in love with guitar. I tried making a few bands I had a band with, with my mate and it were called uh, Hill Iota. And I've got it's tattooed on my arm. And that stood for, because we were the town I grew up in were called Osset. It, well, it still is called Osset. <laughs> um, but the, the band name were Hill Iota and it stood for Help I'm Lost, Lost in Osset Town again, mm. which worked on quite a few levels. But that would, you know, we, we never got anywhere. Um, but we had fun. We had a lot of fun fucking writing writing some maybe some good songs a lot of shit songs but mostly drinking getting off his heads uh how um so you've always dipped in and out of the like music then i always stayed with it really from well i always i always like liked singing and then you get some people saying like, oh, you're a good singer and this, that, and over. But I never really believed it, I suppose. And then when we started doing guitar and stuff and then started getting more compliments and... But I, I never really... I would always have to just sit behind other people, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Just let them lead and I'd just, like, follow Noodle about. And then but I did do bits and bobs. I had a couple of, like, solo gigs, but just doing covers. Um no really particularly big moments or big gigs or anything like that or 
but then we like you know since i got into all this 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 kurt and this spirituality sort of yeah sort you're smashing of, it yeah it's just gone like boom because yeah, we obviously did our we, i did i've done your one then we did one online together which was just really profound for me like i had like loads yeah. Like to be able to, like I said, like the internet's done amazing for this sort of connection and to be able to experience things like that online. Cause you know, some people, like I said, like imagine having that crippling anxiety, but you still got through that door to go to that cacao ceremony. Yeah, you know, yeah. some people don't have that strength yet. And to then think, well, I could do it with my camera off, say you're in a group setting, they can, people could be in their own. And that's when I had a realization in the first lockdown when I did a course online and I was able to cry in my house and had my camera off and nobody needed to know. And I was like, cause normally in a studio I would never do that. Cause I feel like embarrassed. And I was like, fuck this online things really something. Cause you can, nobody needs to, not that there's anything wrong with it, but I could let go fully Yeah. in the comfort of my own home, in my pajamas, like just being free. And I was like, this, this is for me, it's, it's a big game changer. Yeah, it's, it's something that's like that. What first one I'd done, and not this, like there's something in me in me head that you know sort of says like, ah, oh, you know, maybe it's not going to work, or they're not going to feel. Obviously, it does. Obviously, I've had I've had some of the most profound experiences online, like since lockdown, and I didn't used to like online at all. So it's changed my, and that's why I'm so like open to trying things now online so I was like there's no reason why it can't work yeah in person's great yeah, yeah sometimes yeah. you know the traveling and like even when I go to Jake's thing that you know it was five hour drive for me the other week and I felt fucked and then like four hours 44 minutes so I got home as well and I was just like gosh like if I can then like I love that I can wake up and open my laptop and also deliver my classes online and and I'm my travel time is like one minute from the bedroom so it's like I'm really grateful for the what online has done but yeah. same as you I was really like resistant thinking oh no it's not going to work and it's opening yourself up to it isn't it it's um I've, uh you know you know Trace you haven't met Tracy maybe the last illuminate Shakti Tracy maybe yeah you should have done she'll have done like a uh maybe a shamanic breathwork workshop or something like that hmm. uh, she's from Newcastle blonde hair okay I'm doing I'm doing a online ceremony with her on saturday morning so amazing yeah yeah so it's and so there's that collab so she's in newcastle as well so there's that collaboration side of it that's it like the online has been it's really opening my eyes and i know it is the future because we're going to be a fusion we're going to be in person and we're going to be online and we're going to really appreciate that in-person experience even more now and we're going to be more selective of where we put our energy now i feel yeah be wiser so how um since you've sort of done the cacao ceremonies what um what's changed for you like in the terms of like self-care and like self-love and like because you said earlier you had like a like you do your goddess bath and bits and pieces <laughs> i love that like i i didn't I lived in this house till lockdown. I've never used the bath ever. And right. I've lived for three years. So it wasn't till lockdown. So I went, you know, you should use a bath. It'd be good for you. And I'm like, oh, bathing's boring. And like now, like, I, like same as you the other night, because I felt a bit weird. I thought, right, 
salt bath, essential oils. Let's clear this energy. It might not even be mine. It might be the collective. So let me see whatever needs to come out. Sage myself. Like this wasn't part of my my rituals, but like yeah. is that like a staple thing for you now, or is it something? Well, the baths actually came. I I I always I never used to like baths like pretty much all my life. I just like quick jump in shower, boom, bosh, done. Um, but when I had the counselling, when I had that counselling uh, last year, and she was like, you need to make time for yourself. Yeah. Like after the counselling, after after we finished talking, you need to have like, make sure you have some time for yourself. And I was like, I, I don't know what to do. Mm. Like without without Kaylee being around or without my little girl having to do something for my little girl, I says, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like I, with, without it being going out to the pub for a drink or, or you know, something that I've, that I've been used to all this time, like I, what the fuck do I do? She were like, why don't you get a bath? Mm. And they were like, all right. And that's, and then I really started enjoying baths. Um, What else do you do for you? Like, what's your... For me? Um, ah, do you know, I've been struggling a bit with that lately, to be honest. Not enough. Um, the practices that I do are for me. Um, getting up. Uh, even though it's not... When I'm getting up and I'm doing my practices, it's super beneficial and I notice the changes in my life. You know what I mean? Like I have a I try and have like a mini cacao ceremony sort of every morning. I'll get up, I'll make me cacao, I'll try and do some skipping to get me sent like energized, and then I'll uh so I'll sit down and for 10 I'll 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 sort of run through like the start of what we did on the cacao what we do on the cacao ceremony so I'll, I'll um i'll open myself up to to god or krishna or in the universe or um and i'll give thanks uh i give thanks for the all the different elements for the sun for the wind for the water and for the earth. Um, I give thanks to my family. And then I'll do my meditations. Uh, oh, I give thanks to like Lady Cacao and any any angels, any spirits that are working with me, any spirit guides. And then um, I don't know if you've done like a Reiki attunement or up like that. But there's this... Go on. I've had like a, like a few people have like done Reiki on me, but I haven't done it on myself. Well, you can get when you get uh, like attuned to it when you do like the Reiki sort of teaching. There's this bit in it, um, and it the the Reiki attunement will work for just for this bit. It's called the precepts, and it's for it's, it's says for today only. Do oh, you put your hands in like the they call it gasho, which is that's gasho putting your hands like in prayer. And you say for today only. Do not anger, do not worry, be humble, be honest in my work and be compassionate towards myself and to others. I'll set that, I'll set a 10 minute time and I'll do that over and over again. Cause mm -hmm. I just think if, if you can 
So if if water's programmable and we're mostly water, then by saying that for 10 minutes over and over again, it's like I'm fucking programming myself to to not be angry because I'm a fucking angry bastard. Don't worry. I worry a lot. Be humble. I'm pretty humble. <laughs> um, to be honest in my work, which is, I find that there's doing the spiritual work and then trying to get money for it. I find that there's a lot of misbalanced. I find that there's a lot of people who get lost in the financial side as opposed to the, and I, I try to make sure that I'm balanced through that um, and then be compassionate towards myself. Like, that's a fucking big thing. Be if you can be compassionate for yourself and also being compassionate for others. Like, so that's a mega, mega part of my day. Um, and then I do, so I go straight into that and then I go straight onto my mala beads and I'll do my chanting. Um, I was doing Om Mane Padme Hum. Um, which is the the jewel in the lotus. But now I've, I've read this book called Chant and Be Happy, and it's all about the Hare Krishna mantra and all the, the how, it, how it just purifies your heart and uh, it, it releases karma and stuff like that. So I do my Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Do that 108 times. Mm. Um, and then, and that just when when you do that, fucking hell, like the the clarity. Once you get round to that hundred ninth bead, and you just sit, like you can feel this clarity. You can just feel this, just yeah, there's something magical about this this chanting. And then I'll try and do, and then I'll do like a twenty minute meditation where I like focus on the heart. Um, and that's, I, I know I've strayed a bit from question there, but if I can do those and I bring those, try and bring as much of those into my cacao ceremonies as possible, because the cacao ceremonies for me um, are, are a way of me like, so all like the hard shit and the turmoil and having to turn up at the cacao ceremonies and then choose the different parts what resonate for me it's it's like a, it's like the cacao ceremonies now are a condensed way of me saying like this is everything i've learned now there you go here's the highlights yeah here's the highlights and see what works for you fucking hell man like it was amazing like what you did on that online with me like, it was perfect like yeah. Had an emotional release i had an experience of your amazing songs and your voice and you know it, i just fucking buzzed off of it so it was, <laughs> so we we're all taking the little bits and it will stay in our heart and we'll some of us will dip more into things some of us will leave it too long and then we'll be like well, have i left it so long to do this again like it's yeah some people uh, will do one and never ever do another one again yeah, I mean, that's how I meditated. I did a meditation, freaked me out and didn't do one for a year and then did another one, freaked me out and didn't do anything for like four more years. And then, really? really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did it freak you out? Is that what? Is that when you... I had a massive cry and it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm normally the ice maiden. Like, right. It freaked me out. It opened my heart. I didn't understand what that was back then, like to have feeling there. And I was just like, right, I can't. I just shut everything down. And I was like, just totally 
didn't want to deal with it because I feel like as well a lot of us if we don't I feel like sometimes we need to know what we're maybe not know but say like this might happen yeah because if because I met a woman uh, I was at a retreat just after Christmas and she was walking around like she looked wired and I said are you okay she's like I've got to leave like I did this thing yesterday and I had loads of emotions coming up and she and like, her body was so stiff and rigid she's like I said what kind of training do you normally do she's like oh I'm into the high impact and da, 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 da. And, and then I'm at this point now I'm like yes everything's like floating and I was like oh that was me I said look honestly like it, it's normal to have these emotional really but if we're not kind of given a bit of like this could happen yeah. or you might feel or experience some emotions coming up and that's okay like it's okay to talk about it afterwards if you want to, or maybe you need to write it down. But I didn't have, I didn't know, I didn't appreciate what all this was and it terrified me. And I'm usually having to be super independent and super fierce and not feel anything. So for me, I was like, this meditation stuff's fucking weird. I ain't dealing with this, like pfft, shut it away. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, that, that is quite a, a, an important part of all this. It's almost like we need like a bit of a guidebook, like how to, you've got one me where, i bet it's upstairs it's called what's it what's it called now uh like spirituality in case of emergencies or something like that and it calls um, some other stuff like like kaylee had with with without how easily she opened up to this a lot of the stuff like kundalini awakening like that's that sort of like fired off in her with without any any warning without us knowing what the fuck were going on and like but that actually led us on to the cacao ceremonies um but she, she reached out on this on a, a facebook group like some kundalini awakening facebook group and that's how we met this woman who who led us on to the place where i went to the cacao ceremony but she is she's an older woman she's she's absolutely she's one of the first people that we met who were like would you know give you a hug and were dead loving um sort of like on this path really but she she found Kaylee through Facebook or Kaylee found her either way and when she were young when she were younger she had like a Kundalini awakening back before fucking Facebook before Google she got locked up and put in an institute or something like that because people are like, no, no, you, 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 you're mad. Have you? There's fucking the new Ricky Gervais comedy that's out on Netflix. It's called Supernature. Like it's, it's funny, but there's a bit in it where he says, back, you know, back like in 1970s, 1980s, yeah, whatever. Locked you up. Yeah, if you were, if you were anything different than a heterosexual, fucking like white male or whatever like uh, you know and, and you were any kind of different any learning difficulties anything like that you're fucking locked up well, my uncle um he committed suicide when i was 15 and he was he was gay and he was like on the spectrum with things and uh, wanted to explore the world and archaeology and even my dad said if he'd have come out to me back then i would have disowned him like now he would have been like it's trendy it's cool like it's yeah <laughs> And, you know, it is, and I was like, you know what, actually, I, I went to the British History Museum uh, a few months ago, and it, it blew my mind. Like, honestly, it's a great day out if you can go. Like, I was just like, fuck. And I was walking around, and I thought, 
Uncle Michael was woke, like he knew what he was doing. He was like, fuck this, I'm checking out, I'm coming back again. Like I was yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. it's sort of precise, because when, when we went through all this stuff and what we saw, and now I can piece things together. And I was like, he was just going to the next, he was just choosing to reincarnate again. Yeah, yeah, he was just, just sent here at the wrong time. He's like, yeah, fuck this. I'm tapping out and it is like back in the day like it would have been and that's it like that conditioning that programming that what is normal what is socially acceptable and we're breaking paradigms now we're, we're breaking paradigms but we're going through the shit so the next generation and the next generation are going to come in stronger and stronger and more open to just being in this new earth yeah I think so I know, like, if I can see that, like, like a, a lot of it still, I, there's a lot of stuff out there that's beyond my understanding. I don't think we'll ever quite get it all. That's part of the fun. What's non-binary? That one, I don't know. All right. Me neither. But again, I'm always open to, now we've asked the question, things will probably come along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just something that came up, something that came up the other day, and I were like, I don't even have a fucking clue what that is. Yeah, there's so much that we're still. That's it, like because I always feel like as well, like I haven't done my um, past life regressions and stuff. But my friend was saying when he did his, he was a woman and he had a child. In these, yeah. so we're sort of going through all these these things. We have no idea what we are, and it's just like it's just scrap. We're just scratching the surface at the moment. But yeah. depends how deep you want to go with it, doesn't it? I think it's like my friend says, like God only gives you as much as we can handle at one time. So yeah, and that's what I did. Like going from a work addiction and an eating disorder, I moved on to like a working on myself addiction at one point in the last year and like really like doing all these practices and if I didn't do it then I felt like I was failing again and sort of putting all this pressure on myself and like I start my day now and I do a silent meditation and I lay on the floor and do yin yoga because I always woke up and had to be like high impact exercise and move fast and jump out of bed and still like pushing so now I'm like oh my practices now like I sat out in the sun this morning because it was so I woke up early yeah. sat out in the sun and then did my yin on the floor. And I was just like, fucking hell, the old me had been like, you can't lay here, get up and go running or <laughs> go and do this and go and do that. So I was like, I'm surrendering to being okay, doing less. Yeah. But yeah. again, the monkey mind wants to keep going. So that's why I'm sort of, you know, I'm like, I catch it. I'm like, okay. So rather than saying, oh, fuck off now, I'm like, okay, well, can we talk about this later? Or um, do I need to write this down? Um, and yeah, is this real? Is this... Is this an old pattern? What's going on for me right now? Oh God, it is June. Like I said to you, like there's a lot of trauma for me in those past years in certain months. And I was like, oh, you haven't really processed a lot of this. So maybe you've got to feel your feelings through this one. Yeah, that's that's a brand new one to me is, is that it's... Um... And I'm my not... parents got married in June. So I wonder if I'm carrying their shit and stuff like that as well. So I was like, fuck those. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I did same. I did same this morning. Just sat out in the sun, and I was like, "This is what I need. Just, I just need to soak up some sunshine." And that's more than enough. Yeah, no, no practices, no, no meditation. I was like, I just need to lay in this, this sun. 
but that is a practice taking action doing nothing is is a practice yeah we've been made to feel like we're doing nothing and we're wasting time and actually we're regenerating we're restoring mm. we're grounding yeah that's what's oh, that's made me feel a lot better about this week <laughs> Good. That's why it's good to talk. <laughs> exactly. When we say to people, ah, oh, this week's been like this or that, and people are like, ah, oh, yeah, it's been for me too. Just yeah. make you feel. It's almost like you're doing part of the work without actually having to do part of the work, isn't it? Yeah. Just and reaching out. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of stepping into that feminine energy, like asking um, and uh, reaching for help. Yeah. It's powerful. Something I'm working on very heavily at the moment is, is to be more balanced in my feminine because I've been in my masculine doing, doing, doing. But it's also like summer, so we're meant to be like probably living our best lives and chilling out a little bit. Summer, but it's a weird summer because like it's only like, I don't know how it is down south for you, but a minute up here, we're getting like a little bit like 10 minutes of sunshine and then it's gone. It's weird, like the other day, I was having like a weird day and I, I thought, fuck, I just need to go lay outside and the sun come out. So I laid outside, put a meditation on, 45 yeah. minutes, laid there like a starfish listening. Come back inside, jumped in the shower, thought I have a cold shower. So, so I started pissing down with rain. So I thought, That's, that was perfect timing. So then again, in, later on, again, something come over me and I thought, oh, it's sunny out again. Laid outside, put the headphones on, listened to the, the Gene Keys stuff. And if you're listening to the Gene Keys, I'll send you some bits. Oh, yeah. Sun come out, went back inside, pissed down with rain. I was like, am I controlling the weather right now? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was like, you know, and it's so now when I see it, like this morning I woke up super early, it's sunny out. I went, right, fuck it. Make the most of it when it's there. Yeah. And when it comes longer, I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. I'm, look I'm looking forward to the days of nice, really nice, consistent. Well, well to be honest. Well, not to be up. It's going to happen when we get down to um, the festival, Stone Cold Sober Festival. We'll have some nice, yeah. glorious sunshine down there. We are going to have an amazing time. We've got amazing people there. We've got amazing energy. And it's just going to be like vibes. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. But um, I'm really looking forward to seeing all you guys again and just being in that energy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, looking, for, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I like that it's a, a completely no no booze, no drugs, no. There's no like wavy lines about it. It's just fucking sober. And music off by like half ten or eleven. I was like, yes, I can sleep because that's what I struggle with. Like if I don't get a good night's sleep, and I'm teaching a lot on the think the Sunday, and I was like, if I'm not slept properly, I'm just it's hard. It's like for my yeah. body and stuff, like especially when it's physical. So he was like, yeah, the music's off by this time. So, yeah, like, I'm really looking forward to, like, a proper conscious festival of just just energy exchange rather than needing substances or anything. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a different experience because a, a lot of them you'd sit, because, because even though it says sober, you know, people are still wanting, people are still like, yeah, I can still bring psychedelics. But... There's a there's a line drawn on it with this one, which is which is good. And not like let's because I'm taking my, my daughter, my two-year-old as well. Yeah. So it's it's just good to know that everybody's just people people are gonna be like high off cacao, but that's not 
yeah that's the thing with cacao i'm very mindful when i drink it because it makes cause i've never been a coffee drinker or anything either like it makes me buzzing off my nuts i'm like i'm quite i can be like that on the roller coaster with my emotions i'm like right sometimes the cacao can be a bit too stimulating for me yeah so you know i use like i do the breath work or i might need to do a slower breath work and then if i do that with cacao i'm flying so i'm like right <laughs> right the, the power the power of that cacao and breath work together is stronger than psychedelics yeah that's it like we have that's what they say like we don't need all this anything because we've got the ability to produce dmt ourselves and like yeah. i mean i've tried dmt three times and nothing happened so i've been on like i just can't break through i need normally a lot i find it very difficult to surrender so right. you know but i've had How the you do it um smoked it bong and like a a vape oh really but when i did mushrooms and an hour breath work i died and became a human plant and saw the universe and so i've had i've had some profound experiences on that with deep breath work yeah but dmt just i just couldn't go but you know what it just might not have been that right time for me yet mm. yeah, it was interesting but i'm gonna um wrap up my lovely and it's yeah, been yeah, yeah. for you to share your journey thank you so much for being so open and honest oh try and try and do my best it's it's cool like we're all doing the best that we can and like i said we're we're scratching the, we're new to this we're scratching the surface yeah yeah definitely there's there's we've got things we're at the start of a fucking exciting journey aren't we yeah, and we're just going to see each other all grow and be able to collaborate even like this and just keep spreading our wings and we're just going to keep popping up like Christmas trees at the moment, like Christmas lights at the moment. So yeah, look, look at these networks that we're a part of now, like the you know through this through the storm called Sober, through the through the Illuminates and the Future Proofs and uh, and then through those like there's all the smaller networks that we've got like our own individual like. Yeah, net networks and support groups, and if it's, as long as it's expanding and it's growing, and we're pushing out in positive vibrations and positive ripples, then then things are just going to get better and better and better. And it's just been nice for me to meet so many new people and not be scared of it anymore. Yeah, like just to have just cool connections. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. There's a massive. There's so many cool people out there. Yeah. And as, as long as people just want the best for each other, then that, that's um, one of the main things for me. That's one of the cool things about these is that, that people just just want the best for each other and that we, you know, we, we're, we're, we're honest in, in the work that we're doing. Yeah. I, I feel, and you are, you're, we're, all, we're all smashing it. Even yeah. though I feel like it at times, we are like we need to look back at what we've achieved and what we've done and what's to come. Just be open minded because Corona's just taught me anything can fucking happen. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, I didn't think I could have kids, and now I'm gonna have two of them. So two popping out, so done pretty well. Yeah, lots <laughs> lots of exciting things to come. Yeah, and like 
consciously parenting it's a whole new world like it's a it's you guys are taking that that leap she's coming to she's my little two-year-old daughter comes to curtains and she's coming to a sober festival at two years old she's unbelievable uh, yeah just try and do your best for and don't you yeah that's it and like you know we've hopefully we've learned enough of the lessons to to set them up and i'm sure well i listened to this um i love this teacher i found on on youtube at the moment and he said he's got a new um new zen teacher and i thought he was going to say some did it and, he, and he's chatting away and he said it's my my one-year-olds <laughs> and i was like oh and he was like she loses a she loses a shit if he's like walks too fast because she wants to look at everything and he's like she's teaching me the art of slowing down and patience again like i've forgotten and i was just like it was just cool to hear like they're, they're our teachers as well as you know it works every day we should be a student every day we should be a, a teacher so yeah. we're learning all the time yeah definitely super i've learned more off my little girl than than anybody else <laughs> and then let's see what my little yeah see what my little boy throws at me as well yeah so august i'm not long then not long back end of august um he's due he's due on the 26th which is the day after my birthday and i ain't, i i ain't celebrated my birthday for about about at least five five or six years now so kaylee's like it comes on 25th of august so the 26th is my mum's birthday is and it you'll be having a little you'll be having a virgo yeah 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 i'm a virgo yeah oh same when's your birthday 12th of september 12th of september i thought i were a leo till i were about 13. <laughs> <laughs> i'm leo leo moon but yeah it's all been interesting to learn as well but i'm going to stop the recording now yep 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 all good um thank you so much that one